Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the Marvel Movie News. Thank you for sticking around and being patient with us. And we got a new time and thank you for everything. Today we're talking about Deadpool 2. We're talking about Cloak and Dagger. We're talking about Namor, Captain Marvel, Guardians, and so much. Just sit right there. We'll be right back. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Woo! I like that about that. Was good. Man. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like I was like dying. That was, that good. Good. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of I energy. Love, I love the expression. A lot of energy. Let's go! Marvel! Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't here last week. I got oh so much pent up Marvel energy. <laughs> Dude, guess what today is? I, I saved this to tell you on air. Uh, oh. I looked back at my lovely Facebook memories. Yeah. Yeah. Today is my two year anniversary of guesting on the couch. What? I was Whoa. on the couch Aww. two years ago, not even at the table. Two Aww. years ago. Oh, that's that awesome. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Two years ago, it. I did you it full it. circle. <laughs> two laps around the sun later, and here I am. <laughs> this is my uh, first time here, and uh, I'm already at the table. So, so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Not all of us can do awesome magic. Just saying. Magically land at the table. Literally. <laughs> Let's jump into it real fast. We are the Marvel Movie News. This is episode 119. So many did, uh, so many done. We are coming to you live from Thanos' floating space chair. I thought that was appropriate, since Ooh. we're going to be talking Infinity like War that. a little bit later. Yeah. Right. Uh, out on our show, we tell you all the news from all these studios and why you should be as excited as we are. Subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us at youtube.com forward slash popcorn talk network or on the website popcorn talk network.com. Follow us on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the popcorn talk. Also on facebook.com forward slash Marvel News Show. Follow us, like us. We need we need all those likes. We need that validation. We do. It's really yeah, about we do. Really do. I check them all the time. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I, the view counts too. Really, real yeah. sad. But uh, and we've <laughs> got we've got Aunt Anthony in the booth, ready to retweet anything that uh, that you say about us. Uh, we've also got an, our, our new our new guy Oliver on the couch. What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. He, he will uh, he will be uh, talking to you via the live chat and reading your Twitter questions. That's right. And and such. Uh, I am Matt Key at the Matt Key. We've joined by Koi Jandro at C O Y J A N D R E A U. It's true time. Uh, Marquia cannot make it today. She uh, she unfortunately had to work. She's off being fancy. She's off being all fancy. Who's super good at this job, by the way. It's true. She's, she's super great. good. She's great. I'm she's very very impressed by her. Even yeah. when she's not here, she's still getting better, and more hype <laughs> yeah, than me and exactly. Matt. <laughs> you know, no, you know, no. the one that's good at their job. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you guys are okay, oh, yeah. but she's very good. <laughs> she's so good. very, very I'm good. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, the the face that you're looking at and the voice that you're hearing is a uh, uh, Mr. John Armstrong. How are you? Uh, John, tell tell the lovely world about yourself. Uh, I'm a combo geek and uh, and I'm also a magician. I may that's what I do for a living. I'm a, I guess I'm a famous magician, which is like being a famous goldfish collector. No one cares. <laughs> I love that parallel. I love Thank some you. guy being like yeah. <laughs> but goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> but you're only famous to other goldfish collectors. So it's basically who you're only famous uh, to. But you you did bring some DVD copies of a of a of a documentary that you're in. Do you want That's to tell right. us about that real quick? Oh, okay, yes, this is a documentary uh, with me and uh, three other magicians uh, and uh it's pretty great. It's, uh, it's about a life of what it actually is like to do this for a living, and it uh, follows me through about uh, five years of my life where I was a bit heavier. I was about 75 pounds heavier. And, uh, yeah, it's true, yeah. And uh, <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, the uh, if you, well, you can buy it, uh, but you can also, if you have one of those Netflixy things, I like hear people who, uh, you know, listen to this podcast and watch this, I have Netflix because of the Marvel shows. If they don't, they're missing a lot. They're missing a <laughs> yeah, lot. They're missing a lot of good stuff. Anyway, you can watch it right now on Netflix, and it's a great movie, and I hope you get a chance to watch it. Uh, and um, Brian Markinson, you've been on our couch before. We, I have. We this decided my... to uh, yeah. let you out of the couch cage and onto the desk. My first time at the table. Very exciting. Uh, and uh, I, met, I met you at the Magic Castle. You're yes. an incredible close-up magician. But in fact, in fact, I was telling Coy before the show. Between the two of you, I don't think that there's a close-up trick that the two of you cannot do. That like, I, like, and, and I, and I, I mean this with all sincerity. I've been in the Magic Castle a few times. Uh, you two are some of the best close-up magicians I've ever seen. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's you to say. Well, card, thank you very much. Card tricks and, you know. They leave I don't, me yeah. consistently perplexed, which is a compliment to them, not to me. But I get very confused <laughs> with Magic Castle. It yeah. is a great place. That's good. Yeah. And this is really good for the people who are listening and not watching because magic is very good on the radio. I mean, that's, I mean, that's Imagine really. Yeah. Not seeing yeah, cards. exactly. Amazing. I didn't even pick a card. How did you know? <laughs> exactly. That's right. Uh, so you may have noticed we've got a couple different things going on today. Uh, first of all, we have a new start time, 2.30. This is going to be our start time from here on out uh, because uh, I am now working for Screen Junkies News in the mornings. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I am uh, kind of like a news editor and writer for them. So uh, that is in the mornings. And then I come down here and talk about Marvel news. Fantastic. So, yeah, that's fun. So if you don't get enough of my face on Tuesdays, tune in to Screen Junkies News and you might see me periodically over there. Especially if there's Marvel news. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, pull him in. Uh, And then also we have a new, like, associate producer named Oliver. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Yeah, Marvel news. Like... Let's do this, guys. Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. And Oliver's going to... Oliver is... He said so much by saying so little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's do this, guys. Let's do this. We're uh, time. I'm, I'm a little stressed out. You know, I got Twitter going on. I got YouTube. But I'm going to get I'm gonna get this, guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. So uh, be patient with us. We are, we are going computerless today to see if we talk with each other better, engage each other so better. Patient. It feels very strange, but we'll be patient with each other. The audience will be patient with us, hopefully. Uh, and now that we've spoken for five minutes about not Marvel, let's jump into it. Speaking of patience, I hope you have some. Uh, Deadpool 2, I always put Deadpool, Deadpool first, because I need I need to get you engaged. I know yeah, if I don't yeah, start with Deadpool, I'll start losing. If there was no Deadpool and no computers, just hard yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Marquia somewhere, just not you. Just, yeah. just not yeah. you. Uh, so Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Deadpool, eh? Uh, Deadpool, you say? Uh, there was a, uh, a, a rumor, a casting rumor, that broke on that hashtag show uh, late, later last week uh, that they had a casting breakdown. I'm going to read through it real fast. Uh, this is for Nina Thurman, who we all may know as Domino. She is described as female, all ethnicities, late 20s, early 30s, sexy, live, athletic. She has a wetty personality, is a no-nonsense badass who rarely shows her feelings, highly capable, supremely confident, and armored in, well armor and bulletproof sarcasm but beneath that shell she's still vulnerable soft uh beating remnant of her humanity remains intact and then it goes on to like talk about kind of the scene a little bit so uh the rumor then went on to say that actresses uh gugu mbatha Ra and sienna miller have both turned down the role interesting but that carrie washington is still up for it hmm I'd like to point out that Sienna Miller has been playing 20s to 30s for so long mm-hmm. and still looks incredible doing it and can do all of the stuff that everyone a decade younger than her can, and Sienna mm-hmm. Miller is a champion. Yeah, she's uh, good. Yeah, totally said, agree. Carrie Washington would kill this role. Yeah, we've got we've got Carrie Washington on the screen right now. Yeah. Uh, she can't go unchained, man. Like that's all I need. Yeah. That was her audition tape for yeah. life. Yeah, anything yeah. she's up for, I'm like, oh, Django Unchained's Carrie Washington. Why? Yes, yeah, she'd be. Perfect. Why? Yes, she that should role do was it. So multifaceted that you could be like, oh, she can be a damsel in distress with a heart of gold, but tough. Good. Oh, she can be a damsel in distress but can fight her way out and not need the guy. Good. Oh, she can be like someone you need to root for. Like she's she's all Carrie Washington. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she spoke with Extra TV, uh, I believe yesterday. Uh, and they asked her straight up about it, saying, and she said, I don't have anything to say about that. They know more than I do. And then they said, well, would you take the role if you were offered? She said, of course I would. But, you know, you always have to get the right person for whatever role. Worth noting, Domino's not a damsel in distress in any way. I'm saying no, she can do no, everything. No, she's absolutely not. Uh, I, I think she'd be, I mean, Domino's going to be a really hard character because when Domino was written originally, it was very, very, like, it didn't get enough. They didn't write her well. Like, they didn't give depth to the character she was kind of like black cat where it was just like we have to figure out who she is so domino maybe the reason they turned it down is is there these these actresses are worried about how the character is going to be shaped so if they do her right she'll be on par with deadpool and cable as a very important character and i think the writing team knows that that that's the high stakes so i think we're going to get a really cool but i'm but i'm curious though i would you because you you know way more about deadpool i think than most people i know at least uh i gotta ask you though how would you think you could write this into the film and actually make it make sense? Because, again, the stuff that I've read about Domino, 
pretty vacant. I mean, like, she's not really, you know, all, you know, like, it's not really well flushed out as a character. It's like, that's what I'm saying. The like, way I'd write her uh, yeah. is I'd have in the movie. Domino be a force of linear concentration and focus to juxtapose Deadpool's madness, also juxtaposing the straight-lacedness of Cable. So you'd have Cable be the straight guy to Deadpool's humor, and then Domino would be the linear to Deadpool's wacky. Right. So you'd have a, a mercenary that, like, did stuff by chance, and then Domino who did stuff by precision. So where Cable is frustrated with his antics, she'd be frustrated with his mercenary stylings. So I'd have her be the focal point of, like, this is how the job should be, what are you doing? And she could be a total badass without having to be uh, a linear character. Let me let me expose my ignorance just for a second. Yeah. Uh, does Domino have any superpowers? She does. I was just about to uh, yeah. throw that into the mix. Uh, she has what they call probability-altering powers, which basically means she's extremely lucky. So, okay. Which is why she can also be written like a poor woman's black cat if they do it wrong. Because okay. yeah. basically like, her powers are like, I control probability, so that shot In was my favor. really good. Like, it, yeah. just, it could be really poorly done, but that's why her character could be the antithesis to Deadpool if they write it right. But, okay. may I also throw out there, uh, that could be a source of comic frustration oh, absolutely. for Deadpool to be like how did you do that well I just I'm a mutant it's what I do you right know? and that's like, why it'd be fun with the cable trifectorate yeah. like you'd yeah. have these three characters that are all very different but all, all mercenaries in a way uh, that right. all handle things very differently okay. so because I like he, he'd be, he, he's so much of a comedic character he has, has, he has to play off of two straight men exactly yeah. that's straight the fun men. of it that's kind of a fun bit yeah I like yeah. that a lot alright anything else because I want to alright we got a lot Mel Gibson for cable <laughs> uh, he how, might be too busy have directing Suicide that? Squad. Ten years. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's jump over to Cloak and Dagger. Uh, we don't really have any news, but we do have the first shot of them together, which is fun. And uh, it is darling. It is. They yeah. look adorable. They, they look adorable. They look so adorable. good. I love the picture of them. Uh, I love that it looks like a prom photo. Uh-huh. Something about it just like rings true to like young love. Well, nice. it looks like they're on a first date. Yeah. Like they've had like a really good first date. You know, like, oh, here we are at the beach. Like, they're going to look at this in 10 years and be like, remember uh, that date to the beach? You bought me tacos. And and that's how the show should I took feel. a bite and the chicken went all over. So you're oh, like. Oh, you're so silly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that picture is. I, that's that's awesome. perfect. That's what it should be. Yeah. And yeah. you had to teleport all that hot sauce to the dark dimension because you're <laughs> Oh, I did. And then you had to feed me light daggers because I was starting to go over. It was too A spicy. little too close to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, the actor's name is Aubrey Joseph, and the actress's name is Olivia Holt, and that's that's it. That, but they are on set; they look like they're getting along, and that's uh, that's exciting. So let's move on to Infinity War, where we've got Millie Bobby Brown spotted on set. There's a picture of her there, uh, being pretty much the luckiest kid in the world. I mean, after being in the best new TV show since yeah. Breaking Bad and then being, like, an internet darling and being mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. as charming as you are talented, let's go visit the Avengers set. Yeah. Let's go see what they're doing over there. Hi, Chris Pratt. Hi, Tony Stark. Yeah. You guys are literal action figures, and I'm a kid young enough to appreciate that as much yep. as people that do Marvel movie news shows might. Mm-hmm. This yep. is great. <laughs> yeah. As, as much as 40-year-old adults might. Uh... <laughs> Now I, I will I will caution everybody. Uh, a lot of uh, internet rumors started about like who she could be possibly playing in Infinity War. A friend of the director's. Yeah. That's, <laughs> our guess. Pretty, that pretty sure she's just hanging out, right? She's, she's just, just hanging out. She's just, just a kid in hanging out. Atlanta. Yeah. Our yeah. guess was that the Russo brothers were like, wait, wait, wait. Stranger Things two is filming around here. Get get eleven over here. Yeah. Maybe everyone's a fan over here? of Stranger Things on the planet. <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah. they want to have that happen. Yeah. In, in fact, look at look at how bored she looks. She was probably pulled over there against her will. <laughs> She's like, uh, Avengers, uh, I guess. I don't know. I have I'm kidding, Brian. I'm kidding. I have powers on this set. Where are my egos? <laughs> All I do here is sit and watch other people have fun. I want to return. Uh, that set up, they ever did a Power Pack show, Billy Bobby Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. There's absolutely. my fan cast. That's yeah. all I You're I mean, very good at the Koi cast. Yeah, that's where you should go. Uh, so let's uh, do. You, uh, do you have? Do we have anything? Or I mean, Millie, she's like, gonna, she's teaming up for like the next Avengers in a couple of years. So she's. I don't know what character she could t- possibly be, but I mean, right now apparently Kyle says she's gonna be in Godzilla too. I don't she's, know. Sure. She's, she's she's multitasking right now, and she's only 13 years old. So I mean, we'll, yeah. see, we'll see her in the MCU one day. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, MCU's still young. She's researching right now. Yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. years. She's like, laying the groundwork. She's doing her own thing. Uh, all right, well, let's move on to Inhumans. Uh, first of all, uh, we've got big news on this, but I want to say right now uh, that they are apparently set to start filming in March, so we're probably going to start getting a cavalcade of casting news. Oh. So this this is the, the like 
four-hour movie thing that's this uh, is the, to a TV show? Or? This, so this one is weird. Okay. And I'm excited about how weird this one is. So mm-hmm. uh, the beginning of September, I think the first week of September, I can't remember the exact date, first week of September, uh, we're going to see a two-hour premiere in IMAX theaters right. of the Inhumans. Okay. Then about a month later, towards the end of September, like three weeks later, uh, it will premiere on ABC um, with like an extended hour, like an extended, like even okay. more than what you saw in the theaters, basically. But it'll be some of what we saw in the theaters plus more. From what I understand, that okay. is correct. Yes, Brian. Okay. But the so theaters, it's like, it's like the opposite of The Dark Knight, where you got more, you get less, and you watch it on TV. Right. Yeah, and uh, the theaters are only IMAX. Like you can't just go watch it. It just like. Whatever theater. It has to be an IMAX theater because that's how it's being presented. Wow. Because it's partially like IMAX teamed up with ABC to do just that. Okay. So, mm. uh, so but it's supposed to start filming in March in Hawaii. Uh, there are other rumors that they're going to film some stuff in Chicago and in Los Angeles. Makes sense. Sure. All right, it's whatever. One island. You have a lot to film. Yeah. yeah. Island yeah. has multiple locations. Uh, Hawaii is uh, Adelan. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm there's, excited for that. There's so many people excited for Inhumans that there was like a news break of, and they're filming in Chicago. It's like that's that's cool. Good. Good for like, them. Uh, that yeah. Inhumans is such a fan base now, like because they're like the poor man's expert. That like <laughs> it's really cool that the Inhumans are getting such a big release. It's so funny that everyone refers to them as the. Like like that like oh well they're it's Marvel's attempt to get the X Men, but like they're like they're a Jack Kirby creation like they're they are. they're, they're really so weird cool. like weird yeah. and off on their own thing and you know what they're not the X the X Men no I know I get it I get it like the X Men Marvel's X Men I know so you know what I'm always gonna hold a grudge against the Inhumans <laughs> they're keeping me from my X Men. <laughs> <laughs> Logan looks fantastic. Drink, drink, drink water. We'll talk about Logan later. Logan does look fantastic. Uh, uh, so, but here's the big news about Inhumans, and that's this just broke today. Uh, actor Ewan Rion. Am I saying that correctly? I W A N I Iwan Ewan Iwan. Someone's gonna make a gift for that. Yeah, Matt like Matt like shorting out like trying to say a name. Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, Ramsey Bolton. Done. Fixed. Thank you. Uh, the actor who played Ramsey Bolton, who might might be one of the worst villains ever in television history. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, pretty easily, uh, has been cast as Maximus the Mad in what could be described as maybe the most perfect casting ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He looks absolutely. so much like the comic character. He does. Like he looks he so does. Much like yeah. Him. Like, I got that. I got that. I was sitting at my table today, like, you know, like sitting off news and screen junkies and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I got that news and was like, "What? What? Like, like I was a Selprint character? What? <laughs> what? Like I couldn't, I couldn't contain it. But I was, I, I'm excited about that casting. I think that's pretty dead on perfect casting for Maximus. It has me more excited for the Inhumans because I was worried about the budget because yeah. of how much they already had to put towards IMAX. How a show that's filming in IMAX is going to have money for actors. Sure. I, I, you know, but but doing a Marvel property is the best commercial for your career of all time. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to make a lot of money. You just need to get the exposure so you can start sure. directing like Chris Evans and stuff. So him signing on for me gives me hope that the script is as good as it needs to be to earn him. Well, let me also mm-hmm. point out uh, this is only eight eight episodes. Right. So it's not like they're doing a full half season or a full season but if like, you think it's about eight a, episodes a movie's two hours that's at minimum eight so you're talking yeah. about four times the budget of sure. anything well, it, with the power set that's a lot of money that, sure that was like Peggy Carter was yep. eight episodes right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 so but IMAX is already like it, five years ago IMAX was prohibitively expensive so right. the fact that they're doing two episodes of an eight hour show and all these powers I'm just I hope they have the well money. let right. me let me throw this out at you it's entirely possible that IMAX Gave ABC. Oh, I'm sure they, they, they funded like, a lot. Yeah, like you know, like I'm sure they gave them the cameras for free. Right. You know, because it's not so. like you don't want Marvel in your wheelhouse. Exactly. Like, we you don't know, really so. need those Marvel guys in our theater. Uh, so let me let me throw out his description to you real fast. Uh, he's been described in like Hollywood Reporter, Variety. I, I think maybe this had come with the press release. He's described as a clever and charming inhuman that is fiercely devoted to the people of Etalan, especially his brother the king. Though he harbors an intense desire to wear the crown for himself. Uh, showrunner Scott Buck, who did Dexter and is also finishing up uh, Iron Fist, says Maximus is a complex character, likable, charming, and villainous all at the same moment. And Jeff Loeb said of the character, uh, Ewan's ability to be charming, roguish, and still completely unexpectedly dangerous were all different sides we need to bring the character to life. So, I, yeah, I totally agree. Perfect. I totally agree. Uh, quick background on who Maximus is for those who don't know. First of all, he's a brother to King Black Bolt. King Black Bolt is the king of the Inhumans. 
uh, or at least the king of uh, the Inhumans of Atalan. Mm -hmm. We've since discovered that there's uh, other Inhuman <coughs> cities, uh, like Oralan. Uh, and then there's like the weird corporate one that was looked over by the devil. I can't remember you know that character. So yeah. I, yeah, I like the Inhumans. I'm, I'm happy for you. I like the Inhumans. I think they're great. I, I prefer the X Men, but I love the Inhumans too. I think that they're their own, they're own wonderful and great thing. There we can agree. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Black Bolt's power is that like it's a royal decree. <laughs> that was a royal Motion decree. <laughs> uh, if if Black Bolt speaks, uh, he can level like a mountain. Like if he whispers, like he could destroy an entire building. But if he speaks, if he's like, hey, go ahead, he like blows up a city. Like he's like a nuclear bomb in his voice. Uh, Maximus's power is that uh, he is so intelligent, he went insane. Like he's like one of the he's That's he's an odd power. He, he is he is <laughs> so much more intelligent <laughs> than almost anybody else on Earth uh, that he uh, it, it's kind of like um, did you ever did you get uh, do we have Doctor Who fans Doctor Who fans sure. sure. Uh, the Doctor Who, uh, the Master, when yeah. he looked into time and kind of heard the drums and lost mm -hmm. his his sanity, Maximus is very much the same kind of character where he's like okay. he has seen the Matrix and it drove him mad. Sort it's of like thing. It's like Grant Morrison's Joker thing, yeah. where he's like so hyper intelligent, he's more sane than everyone, which made him insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. makes sense. Basically, yeah. So uh, I love I love the character. I think it's great, and I think it'll be fun to see him as a villain because yeah, like I think he does pretty well. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, Namor is rumor as is getting rumors of a new show. This also comes to us from Real News Hawaii, uh, where they said uh, that uh, according to the Twitter feed, both Aquaman and Namor, they just said the Submariner are going to be filming off of their shores soon. Aquaman makes sense. Namor, they got the rights back a couple years ago. They did. They did. Uh, I see. I see two possibilities. Three. Three possibilities here. Do you want me to list them? Yes. yes. Sure. Okay. Okay. Well, we are here to do that, I mean, right? What else are we doing? Uh, he is either getting his own show. Mm -hmm. um, uh, John Ridley, I believe, is his name. Uh, who did? I think he's the screenwriter on Twelve Years a Slave. Did uh, has been developing that show with Marvel for like almost two years now. No one knows what it is. Hyper secretive. Could be Namor mm -hmm. that he's doing. Could be that he they're making him an Inhuman, and he's going to be in the Inhumans. Intrigue. Um, the third option is a combination of of that one and the first one. Backdoor pilot? Not a backdoor pilot. It is uh, they they are mistaking the Submariner for Triton. <laughs> That'd be sad for everyone. Yeah. That's a Namor fan. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, I kind of wonder if they're, they're either mistaking Namor for Triton, who's a part of the Inhuman Royal Family, and he's basically mm -hmm. Namor. Except he's not the king of Atlantis. Right. And he's more fish-like. Mm -hmm. um, either that, or uh, they are going to make Namor part of the Inhuman Royal Family. Fourth and take, option. And take the place of Triton. Clerical error. There's also a possible. scene featuring Namor in Infinity War, and they're filming in Hawaii, and they assume it's bigger than they think it is backdoor pilot. Sure. That's totally an option. Sure. Like, we don't know who's in Infinity War, and there's so many characters. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I... I, I I don't know anyone who's begging or clamoring for an Amor show. Maybe some of our fans are, and if they are, please let us know. We, I would love to know. Yeah, it's a mixed bag right now. I don't know. People are calling him Barnacle Boy right now. Barnacle <laughs> Boy. But, like, that is, that they, is, to, they mm. want Namor in the MCU. The yeah. best way to get Namor is through Aquaman. I mean, the only way we're going to give any credibility to these water boys is through Jason Momoa, because he's going to be awesome as Aquaman. That's the only, like, credibility we're going to get is through DC. I pulled DC credit. You want to you know? You want to know the irony of that? Namor came first. I know, I know. But Na Namor, in, Namor in, came in Marvel number one from 1939, 1940. Yeah, he was like yeah. Golden Age Human Torch era. Bill uh, Everett. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that is he, the, he, he's one of the first. Yeah, he's he the first mutant, right? Well, he's the first mutant, but he wasn't the first mutant, and because mutants didn't exist in Marvel number one. Right, and they can't call him a mutant in the MCU. He's a no. miracle boy. No, but that's why he could be an Inhuman. True. So I mean, they, they take with... all the best stories and writers anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's my. Do you guys have a take on this? Do you are you excited? Would you want to watch Namor? Anybody here? Uh, no. I, uh... <laughs> I just could not care less. Not, not my first pick. Seriously, no. could not care less. I would watch it just to see what they did with it. You know, the first one or two. I am. I am... <laughs> yeah. I just watch it because it was out. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. really seek it. Yeah. 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 I, I'm so. I am so Marvel through and through. That's I'd be what like, I mean. I'd watch oh, it because gotta Marvel watch another Marvel. Oh, oh no, you're wrong. I would watch it because I would have to, right? right? right. For the completion yeah. of the set. But there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? We're all completionists. But here. I mean, do I care? No. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm kind of the same. When they were like, so Mare, I was like, I, I mean, I guess. Sure. Yeah. But if John August is doing it, that would be cool. And like, maybe they could do like some really cool politics with it. And maybe it ends up being like Atlantis versus Adelan. Like my thing with Namor is, I love him and the Storm. Like Sue Storm, I love him and the yeah. Fantastic Four. Yeah, exactly. And without the Fantastic Four, I can't really invest. And yeah. that's fans face Fantastic Four. If that happens, sure. Yeah, well, maybe Namor will end up being a bad guy in Inhumans. I'm cool with it. And he teams up with Maximus, and Maximus helps find a way to get all the Atlanteans inside of Adelan. I mean, Adelan and Adel- At- Atlantis uh, are clearly very similar. But <laughs> Adelan and Atlantis are both kind of from the same root. So. Right, and anyway. post-credit scene, Sue Storm. And then we get Fantastic Four. Nerds. All right. Uh, let's move on to, uh, it's not really Captain Marvel news so much as it's um, Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury news. Uh, but he, uh, let's see, he, he was speaking with a, a site called WeGotThisCovered.com, uh, and they asked him if he would ever want to do uh, just a solo Nick Fury movie. And his answer was, not surprisingly, uh, yeah, I'd love to do a Nick Fury movie. <clears throat> Nick Fury movie. I'm always open in game, but they got Infinity Wars, two movies to do there. And then after that, there's Brie Larson's movie, Captain Marvel, which maybe Nick will be a part of. So, I don't know. The, the rumor, the, it, like, the, the internet went nuts. I thought Captain Marvel was in between the two Infinity Wars. It is. Okay. It is. So there's uh, uh, Black Panther. Then I believe there's... Is Ant-Man and the Wasp before the Infinity War? I think it might be after. I I think think it's after. It's after. Yeah, uh, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Infinity War 2. I think that's the the next order. Jesus. That's next year. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's the uh, next three years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we got some. some no, I know, I know, it's not all next, but that starts next every year. month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've been very busy. Yeah, Marvel releases a movie every month. Yeah, no, not uh, confirmed. <laughs> no, stop it! Get out! I was so hoping that someone would say that while I was on the show. As a fan, I just wanted to say, hear that. Well, you, there's, there's still time for you to say it. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, what do you here now? I could see Nick Fury being a part of it. I really could. I, I, I think that the internet got excited to hear that he thought he might be, but I don't think that Samuel Jackson's even heard. Yeah, there's no no confirmation at all. But I can understand where people would be excited. We didn't see. We saw him in Age of Ultron, but we didn't see him in Civil War, which seems a little strange because it seems like he would be in Civil War. You'd be like, well, what are you guys doing? Let's work together. But. But you know, and he's on the lamb. Yeah, he's on the lamb. Like he's it. a hunted man. He was so good in Winter Soldier. Don't don't rush him into something else. <sighs> he was so good in Winter Soldier. And yeah. it was an important so character. Good. I want yeah. Nick Fury to only show up when he's needed, not when he's a button. Like I don't want Agreed. Easter egg Fury. I want Fury to be earned. <laughs> the, the Easter Fury. <laughs> I don't want the Easter Fury. Pop pop not pop! Here house. comes the Easter Fury. Yeah, he's going to be in Infinity War though, right? Oh, sure. I'm yeah, sure. He's got to. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be. Uh, you know, we don't want these snakes on any planes and anything else. I want some real Nick Fury. Here's where I would love to see Nick Fury come into Captain Marvel. I don't think Captain Marvel has her powers in Infinity War. So you think she gets her powers? I think she somehow gets her powers during Infinity War. I think she's and I I think she's probably like an Air Force captain or something like that. She's probably liaising. Is it liaising? Liaisoning? I think it's liaising. Liaising. Mm. Thank you, Brian. Uh, she's liaising with uh, Tony Stark's Avengers, or maybe like Ooh. Captain Captain Rogers is snuck in, and he's like working with the Air Force on uh, like undercover, like uh, on the sly. You know, I don't know. But she gets mixed up in the Avengers fight with Thanos, uh, and he brings the Psyche Magnetron. For, you know, why not? And she gets her. Back. They're probably not going to do. The I would Magnetron, like that. They're to probably happen. not going to do the Psyche Magnetron. Yeah, they're probably most definitely not going to do the Psyche <laughs> I Magnetron. I was thinking yeah, that absolutely. until Captain Marvel One just came out and and had a speech bubble about it. It had a single, wait. Did they really? A single oh, line man. of dialogue featured that phrase, so I think it is canon because I, no, it's totally no, canon. Like, you introduce a number one to get the comic fans about to see her interested. So I don't think they would have mentioned that unless they planned on using it. You know what I mean? That's like, fair. They had the chance for a soft reboot, didn't take it. Uh, I also would love her to be introduced to that concept, and then at the end of the movie, Samuel Jackson, Iron Man One style, comes and recruits her. I want That's some, where I was going. I want some old school post credit. That's scene, where I was like, going to go. Nick Fury hype. Yeah, you, you, you took it. I like minds. Yeah, it's fair. That's it's fair. Both of us. But I do think she'll get her powers in Infinity War mm-hmm. because otherwise, like, she's really op. Like, she's pretty op. Like, you know, like between her and Doctor Strange both fighting Thanos, and like if they have like someone cosmic like Adam Warlock come in or something like. I don't know. That's he killed pretty... half the universe, man. I know. There's I still know. a lot of fighting. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like she's pretty powerful, so I, I think she gets her powers in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. That's why she has a Captain Marvel movie because Nick Fury's like, 
So, so you think you're Captain Marvel now? Like, haha! No, you're not. Let me show you how to be that. Like, with that, with that accent. With that accent. Yeah. I'm convinced, though. I have my theory about Infinity War is that the first one is definitely like Empire. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, I think, I think, dies. I think, I think it's going to be a lot of like people are dying. It's yeah. going to be like it's going to end on a very, a very, very dour note. So it kind of makes sense to say that she would get her powers, or maybe that is the one little tiny bright thing oh, that like yeah. links us, like mm-hmm. links us then to the next thing. You know? the next movie, the like superpowered characters start to take them out, and then you can bring whatever characters back from the dead you need to, and then contracts. The yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like, I like that idea. I like there that you go. Idea. Yeah, uh, right. I, I do. I do think probably in the first five minutes they'll kill Spider Man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sir, Coy's face. That was awesome. No, I know. That's another I, gift for the end of it. That's good. Unless they bring in death for Deadpool's love, and then all are happy. I, I do, the more and more I think about it, the more I'm a little more convinced that maybe Hela could be death. Interesting. Like, I don't mm. want that to be the case. Right, because that'd be a lot of continuity, comic-wise. I, I, could, I could see where they could make... I, I can see the argument for it. All right. So, yeah. And Hela's in... Thor. Thor Ragnarok, right. Yeah. Yeah, Kick yeah. my shit. Right. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, she did play. I mean, that's a big... I mean, that's, that's a, a big get. get. I yeah. still want Eva Green as death. Oh, man. Because, man, Eva Green is dead. Like, I could see Thanos oh, and man. Deadpool lusting after Eva Green. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Uh, uh, all right, well, moving on. Uh, <laughs> PG show. Let's be polite. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so we still have not seen Kurt Russell in the role of Ego. Well, <laughs> sorry. I've seen it. Cause it was yeah, a, I've seen it, too. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was right. at the same Comic-Con panel you were. <laughs> so, this side of the table's seen it. So, we've seen it, and we can confirm. Yes. We can confirm. I can confirm. Does Matt Key confirm? Matt Key can confirm. Yeah, in this one, yeah. As can John Armstrong. can also confirm this. That this toy does indeed look like Kurt Russell in the movie. Yeah. They're not lying to you with this picture, is basically what I'm trying to say. They're not pulling any wool over anybody's eyes. This is what he looks like in the movie. Amazing. Like so. Kurt Russell. Like yeah. Kurt Russell in a beige khaki shirt. Yeah. Dark olive green pants. Never would have guessed. Uh, but he does have the beard and he does have that scarf thing and the pouches and satchels and all. So uh, this is the closest look so far that we've seen to what he looks like in the film. If you if you don't count the uh, at least in that scene in the and, film, you know, in that one scene, yeah, in that one true. scene, yeah. he may he may take it's obviously because he's a human planet. You know, yeah. in a living planet. Yeah, you know, like, all like, the, the looks. A yeah. living planet, yeah. Anthropomorphized planet who yeah. wills himself to bipedal sentience. Yeah. I'm so yeah. ready for this movie in my oh, life. Man. I can't <laughs> wait. It's just me saying that sentence may yeah. get it. It's February, guys. We're getting there. We're, We're getting, getting there. there. Slow, slowly. Yeah. Slowly. slowly. Like May. Like May. Uh, April. So yeah. we've got two more quick stories uh, to get through before we get to some of the bigger stuff Spider Man Homecoming, Legos. They did it again. Always, always with the Legos. Uh, so we've got. I, you can't really tell what's going on here. Potential and I almost, spoiler, maybe. Potential spoiler, but not really. Diet I mean, spoiler. <laughs> sure, diet spoiler. With, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, he, I'll tell you why I included it in just a second. But uh, there's a truck. You see a truck, and it looks like there's a laser popping out of it. And Iron Man and Spider Man are fighting it and the Vulture. Like so, so we know all that already. I mean, we basically know that at I some didn't know point there was a truck in Spider Man. That's a reveal. <laughs> I didn't want to know there was a truck. Now I know. So at one point, Iron Man and Spider Man are chasing a truck with Vulture. Now here's here's the only reason I included this because you don't really learn anything that we don't basically already know. Only reason I included this, they blacked out someone in the window. There's a mystery figure. Yeah. In the window, and then you know, we're in the down in the corner where it's like we got the vulture, Iron Man, and Spider Man, and he's got like his web power or whatever. They blocked out the character there. So, who's that character? The most important thing to me about this is that Lego has finally learned to respect spoilers. I was totally just about to say that. I'm like, this is the first time because we've been, you guys have been using this. Yep. uh, From you, from this show, I got that. When I was traveling, when I travel around the world doing my show, I'm like, I will go to places that sell Lego, like, like I was in Denmark (laughs) and things like that. Like, and I'm like, oh, I'm like looking through Legos to see if there's any spoilers in the Legos. Like, I'm learning stuff. Like, I, I saw that uh, the Giant Man thing, you know, this that set way before because it's not even toy fair because he just had it like I was when I was in Denmark. It was amazing. amazing. So like this that that now it's like hey 
They finally caught on to you guys. Thank you. Yeah. So, thank look, you. Lego. Lego is listening to you guys, and you should be proud of <laughs> Hashtag it. Hashtag spoilers in the Lego. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so this was taken at the New York Toy Fair, where that's fascinating. They actually blacked that out at the Toy Fair too. Like good. Like that's one. Like they didn't black it out on the picture. That's blacked out of the Toy Fair. Oh, so the, to- the Toy Fair yeah. did like yeah. colored it in. Well, no, I'm or, saying like Lego probably colored it in oh. on behalf of the Toy Fair. Okay. Yeah. But that's a win-win because not only do we get more hype, it causes mystery. We're talking mm-hmm. about it, but mm-hmm. we also don't have the reveal that ruined. Yep. Like I didn't want to know about Ant Man, Giant Man. I didn't want that. I mean, I yeah. knew it was going to happen, but I didn't want to know. I didn't want to see it. So now we get. Yeah. Yeah. This Smart. is great. Thank yeah, you. I think Lego. it's great. Uh, so my question to you. Who's uh, who's in the car? Is it Shocker? I think it's Shocker. Shocker. I think it's Shocker. Which is less of a spoiler than yeah. (laughs) Hey, so Shocker's in the movie and someone's driving a truck. I think it's shocker. But if it's not, then I can't wait to look back at this episode and be like, oh, no, 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 uh, in an interview with Star 2, said that uh, I can't get any accurate shooting location for now. I've just been informed to fly, fly to Hollywood by the end of the year for a role selection and for when Marvel t- and for what which Marvel title I'll be working on. So this actress has been um, brought in by Marvel to play a mystery role. Hmm. I don't know anything about it. And in fact, the way she says it, I, I mean, this could just be like a uh, rough translation, um, but uh, it sounds like she doesn't even have a role yet. But I mean, like I have to acknowledge it because a lot of a lot of people are excited about it. A lot something. of the fans are wondering about it. Uh, in fact, uh, Joshua Never Josh at Lefty Twilight says Abigail Brand or Jessica Drew. Absolutely, I could see both of those. Uh, but the way she says it is for the end of the year for role selection for which Marvel title I'll be working on. Like well, it sounds like she's coming here to audition. You know, it like, could be so. anything. And obviously, every actress wants to be mentioned in the same sentence as Marvel. I sure. hope that yeah. I mean, for her sake, great, good for her. Sounds more she, like she's falling for a scam. Yeah, I think it's an online scam. She's at the mall, and this she's is, like, this "You've is, been recruited yeah. to a Marvel movie." She's a. This is like the those Marvel. Uh, what are them? Uh, like those modeling academies, like oh, the Marvel's yeah. on something like that. Oh, this is what this yeah. is. This is what this Marvel is. Version? Yeah, it's the Marvel Come version. Yeah, it's Marvel. If you graduate, you get to be put. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna learn you. You can be a superhero movie. We'll make you an Inhuman. Hundred dollars a day. Koi will hate you. I Jessica Drew is a great character that's been fixed lately in the comics in a magical way. Jessica the Spider Woman comic is the best it's ever been right now. It's a great book. Yeah. I really Jessica like Drew book. as a mother I'm and like, like a the, month behind. It's a great book. And Porcupine is like the most likable. I know, right? Like read Spider Woman, but uh, if it's, they go it's that really way, good. Yeah. If, then, then I'm all in for Jessica. I Drew think Jessica, series. I think yeah, and I think Jessica Drew would be a really actually good like a Netflix series. Oh, I generally do it. Yeah. And the, irony, the book now, at least. The irony of Jessica Jones beating Jessica Drew to the big screen, small yeah. screen, the screen, yeah. is yeah. amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Screen in general, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, that. She was based on. Because well, yeah. Brian Michael yeah. Bendis wanted to write Jessica Drew. Marvel's like, we don't know this Bendis guy. So they let him invent Jessica Jones. She's now everything, and the entire Marvel Universe is based off Bendis, effectively. So it's Absolutely. like, maybe we should bring in Jessica Drew? Yeah. Maybe um, it's time? So that'd be cool. And congrats to this actress if it's not a Barbizon's game. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think it is. Congratulations uh, to the actress who is ninety percent not watching our show. Uh, ninety. Nine? Maybe she works for Lego now and she's no, watching the show. You don't know that. She's blacking out the shocker. Exactly. She's doing that right now. Ninety-seven percent chance she's not watching our show. Uh, so uh, that's the end of our uh, quick bits. Uh, we had a lot. We had a lot. We had a lot to get through. Do we have any uh, information on the actress? Does she done other things? Do we know what? I, I don't. I didn't. I didn't oh, it just came out this morning. I was just it came out this morning. I haven't had a chance to really look into it any further. Got so it. curious. Uh, but uh, I do want to tell everybody about the wonders of Blue Apron. My stomach can agree. <laughs> they are wonderful. Uh, so Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country, and their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. I, I don't know if maybe you've seen uh, the commercials that are online right now about how like. 
here's the food industry and everything is colored and kind of fake, but here's like real ingredients. And we're working with actual farmers to bring and fresh all of their actual food, food to really you. Yeah. Taste like it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was what I thought was crazy. Because I've done food service things before and their food was like locally sourced and delicious, not one or the other. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, they, they, uh, they believe that cooking together builds uh, strong family bonds. And research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often, which makes total sense to me because they're getting like the, the biggest, I think the biggest problem is that. I don't. When I go to the grocery store, I don't know what to get. Mm-hmm. You know, like, get the one thing. Like you get all the ingredients yeah. at one, and then you're like, mm. you know, like I like even though I'm married, I'm still such a bachelor. I go to the grocery store. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna make chicken. I'm gonna do this, or I could just make mac and cheese. What if I got cereal and milk? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's the the the, the good <laughs> thing about Blue Apron is that they say, hey, we're making all of this super easy for you, and it's delicious. Why would you say no? So. Uh, let me let me tell you some of their featured meals. Cashew chicken stir-fry with tangled mandarins and jasmine rice. Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Crispy barramundi with quinoa and roasted carrot. Or udon noodle soup with miso and soft-boiled eggs. That's the one I would get. I just did the uh, cheddar cheeseburger, which was incredible. The uh, baked uh, manicotti. And then I have one tonight. Oh, chicken chili. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. I'm just oh. saying they're all really good. Uh, oh, man. I can't do dairy because it makes my skin angry. So yeah. I made the burger, one with no cheese, one with cheese, found a homeless person in my neighborhood, ate it with them, and it was awesome. Made a friend. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Whoa. That was really cool. So I can't do cheese. And I, and I was talking about that on the, the show before. There, we give the discount, and we give, which we'll get to at the end, yeah. uh, you get your first three for free. So basically, if you don't want all of them, then make someone's day, life, world, year. So it's a really cool thing to do, and you get to learn how to cook, so everyone wins, and, uh, and that no, guy won't forget that. I had no idea you were a good person. I know. It's weird. I no idea. I hide it as best as possible. You do. You hide it very well. Deep, deep yeah. down. Uh, Unless, of course, that, that homeless person was lactose intolerant, and, and, and I, uh, you were just a jerk. And I left right away yeah. before I found out. All right. Uh, so they, they've got, they've got uh, it's very affordable. It's less than $10 per meal. Um, it's uh, you can choose from a wide variety of news recipes every week, so there's always something different to look for. Uh, they guarantee their freshness or fresh freshness, their freshness. The holiday season, uh, the holiday season, yeah. and freshness. Freshness, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free, as you said, uh, with free shipping. You didn't wow. say that. Free shipping, which sure. is it's all, I mean, it's awesome. It's a great yeah, program, it's a, guys. Yeah. Uh, you go to blueapron.com/marvel. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. That's blueapron.com slash Marvel. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So thank you for sponsoring our show, Blue Apron. We, we yeah, appreciate Blue that, and we appreciate how delicious you are. It's nice to have a sponsor we actually enjoy. Actually like yeah, really no, it's, yeah. it's authentic. Yeah. So Speaking of authentic sponsors. <laughs> oh, are we going to jump into movement? I, I was going to say that for after show, but we can talk about well, movement I mean, watches. we're sponsoring. Yeah. Talk about movement, man. Now, I have no... In front of me, I'm just going to say it from the heart. NVMT watches are a company that cut out the middleman and actually pass on savings. I am a watch guy, and usually watches are prohibitively expensive because you got to go through either stores or through online dealers or scary guys in bad alleys. And this prevents that by literally they only have online representations, so you can buy the watch through them. And they have watches starting at 95 bucks, which is insane for a good watch, not like a Walmart. No offense to Walmart. Offense to Walmart. Uh, <laughs> I see you, Walmart. Uh, they're not sponsoring our show. They're not, and we know what you do. Uh, so these are like real quality watches. They've got tons of great styles. They're all like really nice looking. I have three now. Uh, I really love this company. And basically, we pass along a further discount if you use mvmt.com slash Marvel. I believe it's 15% off. 15% off. One 5% off. And With free shipping and free returns if the watch doesn't work. If it's not your style. If it's not your style. Not just if it doesn't work because it'll work. Uh, they're, uh, they're great, and they are... They basically go through podcasts, and instead of doing commercials, they use podcasts that care about them and actually get the word out. So MVMT is a great company, and uh, I like what they do, and I like how they look, which is my slogan. <laughs> I like what they do, and I like how they look. That's yeah. a very nice watch. That's yeah. it, and that's without any understanding. Yeah, you don't even, you don't even have a heart. That's from the heart. Yeah, you've got it memorized. Yeah. Right I, I, I have not been a watch guy since I moved to California. And then Like Paul spot- Rudd in Hawaii, where he just doesn't need Sure. Anymore. Yeah, you know, that movie that I saw. Um, <laughs> Fine. Don't we'll need your references anyway. Uh, but uh, th- these guys came along and sponsored our show, and now, now I'm a watch guy. Yeah, now I'm a watch guy. Yeah, so uh, anyway, so there's there's that. Let's let's talk to Agents of Shield real quick. News. Do 
Yeah, let's get uh, do Oh, we, wait, uh, before we do that, yeah. I should mention some some love to Dallas oh, Stamler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, do it. Dallas Stamler surprised us by sending this in to our office. We found it on the desk today. Yeah, and it is when a we got into the studio. Beautiful beast of a book. Uh, the Marvel Encyclopedia, which is going to make me do my job better. I don't know. You're already know. so bad at I it. I just, I don't know Marvel. Who is this guy? Uh, so I'm like super excited to read the nitty gritty and like there's no way to read every single comic from the 60s to now and stuff like this really helps like you know see what's canon and see what even exists anymore so I want to thank Dallas for sending this in I'm excited to check it out I'm excited to see what the world is and uh, thank you man good work Dallas thank you 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 are an incredible individual Uh, Aunt Manthony do we have a video from Doom I did not see one in my inbox did he send one in Hey, Marissa! You've changed. No, there's no doom. Oh, there's no doom. All right. Well, we don't. We, I can we, sum it up for you. Oh, if you'd like. can you? Go sure. for it, please. Uh, he really loves the show a lot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're <laughs> No, I'm just going to sum up his video that is for a you. Concise doom minute. Yeah. That yeah. Is. yeah. And I'll tell you what. I I watch the show because of how much he loves that show. That's what show. I mean. Like, he loves I, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He, as much he, as has made, he has made me stay with the show in places where I probably would not have stayed a while. And I, I'm, I'm glad for it. That so real, I will man. I gotta love give him credit. how much he loves that show. Yeah. He loves that show. Doom's the, Doom's the real deal. Yeah. I saw him at Geek on Sunday last week. Just hyping it. Just yeah. loves it. So the guy. Doom Minute this week is us talking about how much he loves yeah. Yeah. Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a good minute. I mean, I, now, I will say, I watched the last week, uh, and didn't, I didn't take any notes, so I can't think of anything off the top of my head, except that I was like, it's a good, it's a good episode. Yeah. Now, now, warning on Agents of Shield. Uh, tonight's episode is the last one until April. Ooh, that is a good so point. So this is this, like the what what uh, what Agents of Shield has been doing is like they did kind of three different sort of pods. That's what they're calling them. So we had Ghost Rider. This is LMD. Don't know what the third one's going to be, but tonight ends. So this is the climax of the LMD pod. But, yes. uh, supposedly, yes. Okay, that's what you I understand. You know, great yeah. hour-long Marvel show, Legion. It's so Legion good. Legion is incredible. If you're not, that's that's two, on Wednesday night. It's only two episodes behind. Okay. So just the pilot, then one, and it's incredible. It's so okay. good. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Love Wednesday it. nights. It's like, it's stupid good. Like, I watch yeah. it going, like, how? what did I do to earn this? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? how did I, how did we as a society deserve this? Because it's like the best X-Men we've never gotten. Until maybe Logan. Like, we might actually have two X-Men properties this yeah. year. Logan for the first time since 2000. Well, yeah, because Logan looks so... And, and Legion is that good. Like, Legion is a character that did not get a lot of love until recently. And now the show is... Like, in-camera editing, like I haven't seen since the 70s, acting that's superb, they take it seriously, it feels like the comic, a lot of it feels like the transitions between scenes feel like transitions between pages in a book, it yeah. is surreal, it's incredible, so if you're not watching Legion, you're only too behind, check it out. Yeah, totally Fantastic. agree, it's on FX, I think you can watch it on Hulu. FX, quietly the best network on you TV. You watch the first episode on Hulu. Right. Uh, I saw the second one. Oh, oh, oh the whole thing's on there. Oh, great. With, uh, their, their setup yeah. now. Oh, great. Okay. So. Between Atlanta, Always Sunny, and Legion, like, FX is quietly the best network on TV. It's yeah. so good. There's so much yeah. good stuff. All right, let's move on. Marvel Phase 3. Uh, now, I, I, uh, last week, I wasn't here, but I know you guys talked about the concept art that came out of the Doctor Strange um, home release. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were some quotes in there that I pulled that I wanted to briefly talk about. Uh, oh, you like this Doctor Strange guy? Yeah, 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 oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought we could like spend the last like, like let's do like two more hours on talking about that show? film. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do the Lord of the Rings cut. Yeah, 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 or the yeah, Fate yeah. of the Furious cut. Have Ooh, you heard that? No, it's like three hours of yeah, it. It's like so this exciting. epic. But is it two hours and forty minutes of Fast and the Furious? The Fate of the that's, Furious. That's the actual theatrical oh, release. I'm so hyped. So far, saying. that's the internet. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm real yeah. hyped. You know how you know how honest the internet Patient, is. Patient, honest, the internet. Patient and true. Describe the internet in two words. Patient, Patient true. true. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, uh, Thanos' plans for the Infinity War. Here's what uh, co- uh, Infinity War's co-writer Stephen McFeely says. Uh, Thanos' goal is to rebalance the universe as he sees it. So when he figures out that the Infinity Stones could do this for him at the snap of a finger, that becomes his main goal. So, uh, in the comics, his goal was impress death by killing half the universe. Mm-hmm. This one is to rebalance it. I don't know what that means. It's entirely possible it that... It could still involve death. It could still involve death and him like rebalancing the universe on her behalf. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I would argue that if death was in the movie, that I would phrase it this way. <laughs> like, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, if yeah. I were to be yeah. a character, I'd be like, 
he has to do the thing that he must do, and if he does the thing, he is happy. Like, that is like, <laughs> absolutely. this is both everything and nothing at once, because when we look back, I'd be like, that is what he did. But also, like, this gives me no information. Yeah. If they're smart, you won't find out about death until after, like, someone leaks it from a screening. Oh, oh, I, like, if they're exactly. smart and as, as snipery as they have been, we yeah. won't find out until we're in the movie. Until, exactly. That's the way it should be. Really absolutely. But yeah, I, I don't think you're going to find anything about that. So much I, of Civil I, War surprised me, and so much of Age of Ultron didn't. So oh, I that's think a, they're going in the right direction. No, absolutely. I, I totally agree, and I, I think James Gunn is taking that to like a whole other level. We know like, very little about what's happening. We know almost nothing. Constantly yeah. on Facebook. James yeah. Gunn's always like, let's do a live chat. And he'll just answer the most creatively deceptive, not even deceptive, most creatively like... Around the answer, It's yeah. just like this. I'm like, guy, it's perfect. I'm so excited. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so if they keep doing in that direction, we're going to be great. We're not going to know anything until we're in the movie, and that's how it should be. I realize it's not uh, Marvel at all, but have you seen those Josh Gad uh, videos where yes. he's asking <laughs> Daisy Ridley? <laughs> so it's so, so funny. funny. It's the funny. greatest thing. Chris Pratt, I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, like, very funny. Like, I love that man in Star-Lord. Yeah. He is always Star-Lord. He walks around like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I now feel that way about Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, I, I was watching Jurassic World like, man, Star-Lord and Raptors. All right, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, so this, to me, says nothing and everything, and this is how I want press releases to be. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's exactly I, I thought, what it, I thought it was a perfect answer. Yeah, so... Let's talk about Black Panther real quick. Uh, again, we don't have too much, but it, it's the first time we're really hearing any information about it. Um, Ryan Coogler says, Panther exists in a gray area. In addition to being a soldier, he has a more important job as a politician. He's constantly making these choices in the fogs of war, the fog of war, uh, politics and the fog of war. So, uh, what, what, like, what is that? What does that say to you guys? It's a political thriller like we want it to be, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly what it is. This is not a movie with gray minions and space holes. That's what that says to me, and yeah. that excites me. Agreed. So dumb with space holes. <laughs> I think every week I've gotten to mention how mad I am at space holes. Because like, I went through and rewatched a bunch of movies, and I felt like every single one had a space hole. Yeah. So like the fact that we're getting a political thriller a la the Harrison Ford era, this is exactly what it needs to be. That is Black Panther. Like, I either wanted a Manchurian Candidate movie or a Black James Bond movie. We might get both. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. This might be the closest I get to Idris Elba's James Bond. And oh, if it man. is, then make mine Marvel. Well, you're, I, 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 you're already make my mark. I mean, like, yeah. No, I'm just my first time on the show. <laughs> make, make, make my bond mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's saying. what I'm yeah. saying. No, but like, if Black Panther is this political, then we have like so much to play with. Because Michael B. Jordan is like, I would argue, the best actor of this generation, like the under thirty, around he's thirty great. generation. Michael B. Jordan's it. Like, he's charismatic. He's charming. He's smart. He's got the physicality. That fighting Chadwick Bosman, the political thriller with the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. What have I done to deserve this? Take seven. Like it's just <laughs> so much hype, man. Uh, well, let me let me tell you. Uh, let me go on. Kevin Feige had a couple of quotes in that uh, that bit. He says, "We deal with royalty. We deal with royal families. But unlike our other films, it's right here on Earth. We get to explore different cultures and different aspects of our world." Speaking about Wakanda, because Wakanda, as we all know, has been like very isolationist country. They haven't really expanded beyond their borders. They've remained very mysterious and insular. And now they're seeing like, oh, we are, we need to involve ourselves much, much more than we have. Uh, and I think that's what he's talking about here is that like, we're going to discover stuff that exists on Earth that we didn't know existed on Earth. This is my favorite quote. Yeah. This one, because to me, we've seen cultures we know. We've seen, like, largely America-based Marvel movies. We've seen, like, Captain America represents us and, like, Ant-Man yeah. represents science. Like, we've seen things that are in our wheelhouse as Americans. We have not seen royalty. We don't, yeah. like, that's such a different world. And there's so, when I went to South Africa, the culture, like, struck me for days. Like, I just was overwhelmed by it. If they capture that in the movie, plus a culture that they can kind of augment and invent and play around with, like, we'll get something like we've never seen in a superhero movie. We'll get something that is richer in culture than we usually get to experience. And that, I mean, that sounds like their focus. Yeah. Um... Jadena, uh, the guy that did the Hail to the Chief song in Luke Cage, yeah. uh, I've become moderately obsessed with. It's on live, and then his album came out Friday. That album has 14 tracks that are all different genres that span everything from Nigerian culture to American culture, and it made me realize, like, if Black Panther can do that, then we'll get a movie that isn't a superhero movie. We'll get an actual movie. And, like, Marquia keeps talking about, maybe this will be our Oscar. You know, this will oh be my God. when we transfer over. I hope over. so, man. That would be amazing. And yeah. all these quotes sound like that. Like, all these quotes are like, we decided to make a movie. So, I'm excited. See, the thing that gets me about this is that 
I genuinely think that this is their first time that they're going to be able to like take some stuff that's actually going on in, in politics currently, mm-hmm. in the world, and the way things are going, and mm-hmm. you know, and sort of this, this nationalism and isolationism, and yeah. a lot of the stuff that's going on right now, and being able to put it directly into this. We're talking about this being a uh, an Oscar film. I mean, Oscar films are usually ones that are you know political or talking about some sort of topical, topical. To time, and yeah. I think they can actually do that with this. You know, talk about what's kind of going on without, you know, naming names or right, right. mentioning the current president of the United States and that kind of stuff. And I mean, actually... Black Panther's real. It's just an alternative fact. Yeah, exactly. Right. And just being able to, like, right. you know, play in that world and and say the statements you want to say, which is like... And, and you can make it like, you know, this isn't real, it's a Marvel property, but being like... Right, exactly. Uh, so before we move on, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with Black Panther? Uh, that, to me, that second quote no, is the second quote, right? Uh, is there anything on the uh, live chat or on Twitter the that we need to know about? The chat is blowing up. They're excited for Black Panther. I'm excited for Black Panther. Just seeing it at the end of Civil War, like, it's going to be a great film. I'm so ready for it. Yeah? I'm, yeah. I'm so ready. Come on. And the chat's happy. Any, the chat is really happy about it. Any chat stuff. highlights for anything we, while we're doing the library or anything that we uh, should... Any questions or breezy uh, over stuff? I feel so naked with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is me reaching out, man. Well, someone wants to know if they got the package. Colt said something. If you got, like, something from... Tell him I've been bothering <laughs> Colt. I've been talking to Adam every single day. I'm at Screen Junkies, and he promises he's going to bring it in. Intrigued. I, I'm, I'm like, he sent me a package like in October. Oh wow! But he sent it to Hector, oh, and then gotcha. Hector gave it to Adam because Adam goes into Screen Junkies more often because he actually works there. Uh, hosting is such a small order. Like, I'll give it to the other guy we see all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'll totally bring it in October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so sorry, Colt. Uh, Colt, by the way, is our social media guy. He posts on our Twitter. He's all from the Star Jammer, as, as we all know. All right, let's close it off with Logan. It's going to move on with Logan. Dude. It's great. First of all, <laughs> it's great. First, yeah, it's in two weeks. Uh, uh, first of all, the reviews are all amazing. It's like all the reviews are like, yeah, so it does, yeah. Uh, the first negative review on Rotten Tomatoes spoiled the movie, so let what? the record show that what? I read one sentence and now know some of the third act, and I'm real mad at someone. I'd call out the name, but I forgot you out of spite. Uh, a a, a so real publication? A real, or? like one of the first reviews that was actually, yeah, so be careful on Rotten Tomatoes. That's my that's my spoiler, because mm. I'm upset. Whoa, right? that's they not should good. Have some sort of filter. Which publication? Do you remember the publication? Or just some random... Look it up. Please, because, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's yeah, that's not... <laughs> legitimately not cool. Like, that's not, the, that's not right? your job as a I'm critic. Cool like, anyway, out of the positive. Yeah, anyway. What is uh, the percentage, though? I'm going to find that yeah. as well. Uh, so, uh, we've got... Uh, 95%. Holy crap. With how, how many reviews, do you know? Uh, it is up to... 95% with 65 critic reviews. Whoa! Wow, that's good. That's pretty solid. That's I mean, there's very a, solid. There's a reason it premiered at Berlin Film Festival. Like, it premiered at a film festival. There's like there's a reason for that. Uh, but yeah, I, everything I've heard, everything I've heard from uh, from people over at Screen Junkies who, who may have seen it or know people who have seen it is all just absolutely glowing. Everyone's just like, whoa, right. this movie. So, uh, I want to highlight very quickly, last week we saw... Uh, I, I, did you guys catch this on your show? I don't think you did. The mm-hmm. uh, the X23 video that they did, like the behind-the-scenes X23 video. I didn't think... It, like, I watched it, and I was like, well, I don't remember them talking about it. Because uh, it happened around the same time you guys were recording. Yeah, I think it was too uh, soon. Yeah, it is really disturbing. Yeah. Like, it's it's rated R. I don't think I've seen it. You haven't, oh, yeah, watch this. Uh, yeah, so you, you see, like you don't hear any sound. It's it's just kind of like ambient sound, but like you can see like the DNA and like you can see um, all the screens, computer the screens, screens, like cell regeneration. But then like you see like them operating on Daphne Keane, giving her like her like adamantium bones or maybe definitely giving her claws though. And she's a kid, so it just feels she's so a kid, wrong. so it's like yeah. so raw. Like they're turning and here she is screaming. Uh, but this the last scene is. I'm, I'm warning everybody at home. This is a little disturbing if you haven't seen this last scene. She's uh, cutting her arm with uh, her claws. Uh, so, like, it, like, it, and then watching herself heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what? And what? Uh, we don't need to see this, this right. Spider-Man. Uh, but thank you. I mean, it's great. It's great. I'd love to see it again, but we don't need to. Uh, but what's so disturbing about that to me is. Like if I were to like that would be disturbing if anybody was doing it, but it's the fact that she's like a thirteen year old child. Yeah. Right. Like she's so demented and twisted to think that that's like a normal thing to do. Like, so sad and like yeah. 
that immediately pulls your heart into the movie to know like that's where they're starting with this poor girl. Like no wonder she's like on the run and they're so, chasing her. <laughs> like and Wolverine's right. like, I better help this girl. So my, I mean, do we think that that's in the movie or is that just outside? Well, no, I, I, I would guess that's for the video. promotion stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah I think that's only promotional. That's what yeah. I would think too. Um, I don't, yeah, we might see like a clip or two of it in the movie or something, but I, I don't think that's actually in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about with Logan, uh, and this was, I feel like this was bigger news than was made of it, but maybe that's just because I didn't know anything about it, uh, or like this has been out there for a year and I just didn't know. Uh, director James Magold talking with Slash Film uh, was talk, like the very first question they asked him was about his. Um, uh, uh, influences from mm-hmm. Logan and he was talking about westerns um, and he said the idea was for me was to have Logan caring reluctantly for an ailing father and suffering through a dead end job trying to buy his meds trying to keep him from hurting anyone else when he has the world's most powerful brain and Charles has de- de- degenerative brain disease so anyone else that is an interesting phrase exactly and no one uh, we, I didn't see anyone talking that, about it we've never it. gotten confirmation never got confirmation about it here we're hearing huh. he's hurt people and Logan is keeping him from doing that and I think that's a huge deal no that's that's, that's the plot right I, <laughs> yeah. and I, in fact I think that's why they're on the border of Mexico I think that their way to get out there away from everybody because Charles can no longer handle his telepathy right and Logan, thankfully, can like regenerate. So if like Charles causes yeah. him to stab his heart or something, like he's like, oh, what a great reversal back. from X Men One. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a total reversal. Um, and uh, and again, just like in talking about the actual quality of the film, Mangold's goal was to give him not a villain, mm-hmm. but to give like to challenge him with something that's hard for Logan. And what's hard for Logan is to have a family and to be intimate and vulnerable. A week and a half. And that's what he's having to do here with so Professor X and now, like, you know, Laura Kinney coming in. So, what a great plot. What a great way to dude, do it. What a great way to end that amazing... I know. Oh. A total reversal. Here's here's my wonder. I don't think this is the case. I really do not think this is the case. But it's it's an interesting quandary to me. Uh, we don't want to say what the twist in Old Man Logan is because you, you should just go read the comic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil that for you. What if Professor that's- X... Is somehow responsible for that twist for the thing for that thing oh, that happened man. in Old Man Logan, and like they're just kind of he's just kind of underplaying. It doesn't want him to keep wants to keep him from hurting anyone that's, else. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, this, this that time. could be amazing. Like how sad. Mm, this yeah. movie's gonna be good. Yeah. Week and a half. Yeah, uh, I couldn't find the review. I think they either pulled it or they grabbed a different chunk of it. So good. thank you, Rotten Tomatoes. Good. It, it is safe again. Okay. Good. Uh, good. Now I think that Logan. They, oh, did you get the? They recently added a post credit scene. Yeah, there, totally had, not, that there down. had not been one, and now the movie's three minutes longer, and that leads us to believe practically confirmed and there is I, a post-credit well, scene. Well, and I think Slash Film actually reached out to Fox and did 100% confirm there is a post-credit scene. Okay, gotcha. So, inter- here's what's interesting about that, though. What uh, What's that post-credit scene? Deadpool. It's Fox. What else do they have? No, but that's what I'm it's saying. The, end of the, the next X-Men? That shouldn't exist. But uh, it does. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, but but they, I don't think they've started filming it yet. So maybe they filmed this that one scene. That's yeah, totally possible. Yeah. Uh, I I personally think the next thing they have on the docket is Deadpool. So maybe it'll be. I just hope it's not something that is co- tonally obscure that it's going to throw off the. We're going to walk out of Logan crying. I kind of yeah. hope it's not. Deadpool. Why wouldn't it just be the post credit scene with just the kid, the X twenty three? Yeah, yeah I mean, that. if they decided to spin yeah. that off into one thing, because Mangold said he wanted to. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. possible to do that. Uh, I just hope, like I said, I actually hope this is the first time you're going to hear me say this. I hope it's not a Deadpool scene. Because I don't want to have the time. Wow. That's how excited I am for Logan. I don't want more Deadpool that soon. Because I yeah. think it'll just throw off the feeling that, of the movie. It will. Like it's Johnny totally Cash will. should not have a button that's like, Bleh! Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. All right, <laughs> let's start closing it out. Uh, I wrote down a couple of shout-outs before the show. Uh, we've got, um, uh, oh, man, I, f- I forgot to write down his name. <laughs> oh, God. I'm the worst person ever. Uh, Charles Lee, at GoofyFan, uh, Chuck says, May I get a birthday shout-out, please and thank you. I'm a regular in the chat. Happy birthday, Charles. Happy birthday, man. That was one of the two I had. So now, oh, oh, well, do yeah. your other one. Do your uh, other one. And so, happy birthday. First and foremost, you were in the live chat all the time. We thank you for that. And uh, my other one is Adam O'Brien, at Adam O'Bizzle. Uh He's going to be... Not, okay, first of all, this is the the smaller of the two. He sent me a freaking Ultimate Spider-Man number one, all the way from the UK. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That made me so happy. Oh, that uh, was the one that you said you didn't Yeah. Have. He, like, not only was like, that's the one he needs, he sent it from the UK. He had to have his mom send it to him, and then him oh, send it to me. Oh, that's awesome. The coolest thing, man. Uh, 
Uh, so this guy's I, I backboarded Captain Oni gave me and then put it in my collection. So I've always got that. And I, dude, that that is the now my most valuable Ultimate Spider-Man. I appreciate it so much. That's, that's fantastic. Like that sentimentality. That, that's all hard. Thank you. Uh, but also that was a few weeks back. Now he's gonna be a dad. What? First time father. Just found out. Congratulations. So congrats, congrats on the future Marvelite, sir. Uh, that's amazing. What was his name again? Uh, Adam O'Bizzle, Adam O'Brien. Adam O'Brien, congratulations. Congratulations, sir. You're man. a good man. You're a good, good man. Congra- congrats on having a kid. That's so cool. Your future yeah. Peter Parker or Mary Jane is going to be adorable. I'm super stoked for you, man. So, so I, I forgot to write down uh, this fan's name, but he's he wrote, three-hour show? Oh, yeah. Give me a shout-out, guys. Hashtag no reason. Hashtag would just be cool. There's your shout-out. I just <laughs> forgot to ironic. put your name. Just wow. to put your I'd name. like wow. a shout-out. <laughs> Uh, so remind me next week and we'll give you a, a better shout out you, but you made it you made it you're in you know you made it you know you made it now you can brag to all your friends uh, question real quick uh, from uh, let's see at Mother Joker uh, do you think Quasar Wendell Vaughn will appear in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I do know I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think it's necessary. I, I, no, I doubt it. And then you have to explain the quantum bands and like, does he find them on Earth? And if he did, like, does he find it through Shield? Was he a Shield agent? It's too much. It's it. I think Quasar is a fun character. You want some irony? Sure. Three hour show. Oh yeah, give me a shout out. Hashtag no reason. Hashtag would be cool. Adam O'Brien. Adam O'Brien. Double yeah! shout out. <laughs> double double <laughs> shout out. All right. All right. Good work, sir. Good work. Uh, Oliver, really do we have any other comments? Awesome. I was really happy for Adam. Congratulations. Um, yeah. Any, anything on Twitter? Do we have any new stuff on Twitter? Currently, no. Uh, so I want to close out with this. Uh, Brock Tamayo at Brock seventy eight uh, sent me sent us not just me sent us this picture of uh, dudes Doctor Strange tattoos. Yeah, dude. Uh, uh, can we can we pull those up, Marissa, and, and take a quick look at that? It's uh, it's pretty legit. It's awesome. Wow. Like this wow. dude. This dude must that's, have been a big fan. Yeah. That, that's dude, they got oh, your wow. like they got your likeness. Really I know good. that's absolutely man. I mean, right? that's, that's, Did you just like pose in the tattoo yeah. parlor yeah, for that? I, I was wondering. wondering. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. three hours. The long thing. That's <laughs> a long time. <laughs> three hours just for my hands. I mean, hey, mm. yeah. but that's the you rest of his right. life. So yeah. it was a, it was a gift. Yeah, you did so. great. Yeah, you know. Well, we can't all be sorcerer supremes, guys. So anyway, where can we find you guys? Thanks for being on our show today. Where can we find you? Uh, I'm Brian Markinson. You can find me at B Markinson, B M A R K E N S O N, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, at Cardjohn. At uh, Card. C A R D J O N. I'm performing at the Comedy Magic Club all this week in Hermosa Beach. Oh, yes. I, I think I've been. Uh, yeah, I've been down there. I've yeah. seen a couple of comedy it's a shows fun. down there. It's, it's a good place. place. It's a good place. Uh, and you perform all over the world. So I do. If you want to uh, meet him at some place in the, in yes, the rest of the world. Watch my movie on Netflix. Watch yeah. my movie on Netflix. Go watch his movie and uh, tweet at him when he's going to be in your country. You've got I'm a fan so- of Gibraltar. I, I do. I, I, the, the co-executive producer of... Uh, uh, of Legion is uh, follows me on Twitter, that's and I was like, awesome. that's like, cool. like, like, and liked the movie, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. I love your show. He makes good TV. That I guy. like your show. That's uh, rad. Anything I, to announce? You can, as always, find me at c o y j a n d r e a u on Instagram and Twitter, and. Uh, Nope, I just love you guys. That's all I have to announce. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, all right. Like I said at the beginning of the show, we're moving to 2.30s from uh, every Tuesday moving forward. Catch us here uh, every Tuesday at 2.30. We'll have Oliver here. Did you have fun for sure? I had so much fun. I was super nervous, guys. Bear with me, but I'm excited. So you're used I'm excited. To it. We, we were all nervous our first time. It's okay. <laughs> Hot seat, that couch. I, mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I stole your couch. It's my couch. Hey, now. two years. I, I kept it warm. <laughs> I've been on that couch a couple of times. Yeah, you've been it's on it. It's a good couch. It's a good couch. It's a comfy. But you can catch me on Screen Junkies News from time to time. And uh, I actually, I, I don't even think I've mentioned this to you yet. Oh. Uh, I have a new show starting over at Geek and Sundry on Wednesdays. Dude, where we're going to talk about comic books. That starts tomorrow. So that's at noon on Twitch. I don't know if it'll be on YouTube. I don't have all the details yet. But that'll be with uh, Talison Jaffe and Amy Dallin. So, Red, dude. Just talking comics. Good people. Yeah, good people. Awesome. Anyway, uh, I'm Matt Key at the Matt Key. We've, uh, with us, as always, is C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U. From all of us here. We'll see you next week. See you next Thanks. week. Bye-bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.